and welcome to episode one of the Lonely Reviewer Show. I'm here with Justin. Hey. I'm Vache, and we're bringing it back. That's it. This is back. Back in the uh, Lonely Reviewer isolation booth. <laughs> um, this time we're doing an audio podcast, because, you know, this is this is a little better. I mean, this was in then too, but... Right. No, this is better for the car rides. This, and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be looking and... at our beautiful face exactly i think last time we just stared at the computer so right it was really visually stimulating no no not at all um so um what, what have you been doing for two years or when however long it's been since we did the yeah um i had been posting on lonely reviewer for a while and that's kind of tipped away a well, little bit that's all right well you've been working on your own podcast yeah uh my own blog yeah blog. yeah i've been yeah. uh doing a beer blog so and, and the name of this beer blog? Another Empty Glass. And and to keep with that, or, or bring that theme into this show, you've brought me a beer. I did. I brought us some beers. Mostly because, yeah, it's a cheap tie-in, but also because it's a good way to relax. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. I, I brought us a uh, Stone Brewing Company um, smoked porter with chipotle peppers. Okay. So... And you have not tried this. I have. Correct? No, I've been... You poured it, and I wanted to wait till we were recording. So All right. I'm going to try it now. Hmm, that's pretty good. It's got the peppers, it's, right? It's got a little, yeah. little kick in got, the back. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Good. Not bad at all. Stone's pretty good. They're one of my favorites. And they're from, aren't they from Portland or something like that? One of those? Stone? No, I think they're out in um, California. Oh, okay. All right. I could be wrong about that though. That is, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah the pepper the, spice. Definitely yeah. there. very a little spicy. Heat. So that's good. And little... it's what we need on a uh, day like today, right? Because it's, yeah, it's freezing, freezing out. out. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> That was, I'm sure, awesome for everyone to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so let's just get right into it. Um, and we, so the way the podcast is going to work, we're going to have a topic of the week, or it's going to be a monthly podcast. I guess I should have said that up front. Um, and we're going to pick a topic uh, to talk about. And since it's January, or hopefully when this comes out, it's still January, but we have to wait for iTunes to approve. Still early in 2013. It's still early in 2013. So I wanted to look back um, for this episode to 2012. Um, and I haven't actually posted my top 10 list on Lonely Reviewer yet. Do you have one? I, I kind of do. So I'm going a different way with, with that Um and because, you know, all these people do these top 10 lists on that. And I always feel bad doing the top 10 list because I never see everything that would right. probably, you know, like I haven't seen Les Miserables yet. I want to. I haven't seen Link, Lincoln. Like, mm. And I was dying yeah. to see that. Um, so what I decided to do this year was um, movies that stood out to me. Okay. So, you know, the list has it's it's littered with, you know, some popular stuff and then a couple things that you know probably not a lot of people saw um but yeah it's just the movies that i think are worth taking a look at from from 2012 cool um did how, how was your movie watching in 2012 pretty uh pretty sparse <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm officially I, I saw a couple movies in the theaters obviously i saw the some of the big summer blockbusters the avengers and the dark knight rises and i did see les mis mm-hmm. and things like that but for the most part i've been catching up on things on netflix so Right. I'm, uh, I'm a little delayed in the conversation, which is why I'm glad we're just waiting till the end of the year to talk yeah, about all this stuff over the, exactly. the past 12 months. Well, we've been waiting for that for, to even do the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I That's wanted ex- you to catch yeah. up. No, and- I appreciate that. We're going to do this once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Should give me ample time to catch up on everything that happened. Well, okay. So if I were to, 
Well, I'm going to ask you a question. You can ask me the same question back. Sure. What movie from 2012? Look, when I say 2012, what's the f- best movie that comes to mind? Maybe not the best movie. I'm not the saying... one that jumps out. Exactly. Uh, that 2012 is defined for you by for this me? movie. Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I, I want to say it's The Dark Knight Rises, just because the anticipation of it was so huge. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to say that I was let down by the movie, but it definitely didn't live up to what I had in my head and. Right. hoped for which is more on me than it was on the movie um <laughs> so yeah i think uh it, well, it's probably the avengers okay yeah no the avengers was a, i really liked the avengers. yeah it was fun it was a good popcorn movie i i haven't watched it since and yeah. i don't know that i'll ever revisit it but for what the two and a half hours or whatever it was mm-hmm. um it was a really good fun time at the movies and it's not you don't get that a lot lately so right well Avengers wasn't like I wouldn't pick that, but for for my thing. But when you said that, it reminded me of Captain, like the Captain yes. America, because I didn't like that when I saw. It, but then I revisited it when I went, like I think it was right before I went to see the Avengers, and I actually liked that movie a lot more. Yeah, on it's video. a fun movie. Yeah, it's a really good one. And and I like what my worry about, or what my worry was for that that whole series of movies, because I think we talked about this actually like years ago on the original Lonely Reviewer show. Um, was that all these movies were leading up to something, and we hope that it, like what it led right. up to, was going to live up to, you know, because all these movies by themselves weren't totally complete, right? Know, right. But they fit really well together, and right. I think it, I think they did. They did a really good job. Absolutely, it was a good popcorn. Like I said, it's not something I would necessarily revisit, but I think it, I think it definitely defined, especially financially, 2012. Oh, so. definitely. Um, what about you? I think I think my favorite. Well, no, not my favorite. Movie. I don't, don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> get all top um, ten on me. Yeah, I know. My the best movie of 2012. No, I think the movie that stands out the most for me from 2012 is Prometheus. Okay. And I don't I don't think everyone's going to agree with me on that, but I'd be I, surprised. <laughs> I really really like that movie a lot for a lot of reasons. You know, I think people were disappointed by it because you know they went in expecting Alien mm-hmm. and which. To be fair, was with the hype behind it. Oh, that, definitely. I mean, despite uh, whatever Ridley and Damon, whatever his name is, Damon Lindelof, yes, was saying, you know, that, no, this isn't just you know a loose tangent to that whole universe. It very clearly was hyped as the yeah. prequel too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I actually had a friend of mine who kept going like, uh, I told them because some of the stuff was like, well, it's not a prequel. It's kind like it's related and it's in right. the same universe, but it's not a prequel. So after we saw, you know, he turned to me and was like, how is that not a prequel? I mean, they pretty much like, especially with the last shot of the movie, like it's a it's related. Yeah, it's pretty related. Um, But it was much more of a philosophical movie than than a space horror movie. And I think the way that was advertised was like as a space horror movie. Right. I'll give that. They they use the same sound effect from the alien trailer in the Prometheus trailer, like that crazy scream thing. And yeah, yeah, actually, I saw it at Jordan's Furniture in um in imax 3d and the whole time we were waiting to get in because we showed up early because that place is ridiculous yeah. especially for yeah. movies like that and the trailer was playing on a monitor like nearby so we heard that like screaming thing at least 17 times yeah. before we went into the theater yeah. uh one of i think i was i was with, with one of my co-workers and they set that as their ringtone during that time. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get you up you yeah know. i would imagine um or to answer the phone no but i think i think prometheus is definitely um because i was recently i got the blu-ray and i was watching on blu-ray and, and 
I think that further solidified that. Like I, I think it was a really good movie, and it said a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah, there's definitely a lot there, and I, I have only seen it once, so I, I can't say definitively, you know. But I, but I know that my my initial thoughts were that it was good. Right. It was kind of it kind of summarized the whole prequel summer movie tentpole kind of thing, where like it's a lot of anticipation and hype. That much like I was saying with the Dark Knight Rises. You don't necessarily think it, it doesn't necessarily hit just because you have it in your head being something so big and so grand. Um, but that being said, I think there was a bunch of kind of major flaws with the movie that oh, yeah, kind no. of didn't didn't sit right with me. <laughs> I, like, I, why did they make Guy Pierce right the old guy? Why don't why not hire an old okay. guy? Yeah, I, unless it's gonna play into some sort of other sequel or something. Or it had to be a prequel, right? Right, <laughs> a prequel to the prequel. Yeah, right. Like, how would that work? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, casting decision and in fact i didn't realize it was him you know in the beginning of the movie this isn't giving anything away but he addresses the team as a hologram thing holograph thing um and i didn't even occur to me that that was him yeah and it didn't like i didn't realize it till way later but the whole movie i was like where is guy pierce i thought he was in this movie because they credit him and yeah it's yeah. like i noticed it it stood out to me because i'm like i didn't know he was in this movie and finally, when he shows up, I'm like, "Oh, that's him. Why? Right. Why is he that character?" Like, yeah. And I, I don't know if it's just because he did those viral TED Talk things for the promotional right, stuff ahead of time. That, right. that But even that seems even like then, a really yeah. terrible idea. Just hire an old guy. Yeah. To you could have got Clint Eastwood to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just have Guy Pierce do the. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, that was that was weird. But the problem, you know, a lot of Ridley Scott movies, I feel like the direct that's the one case where the director's cut well i guess no peter jackson director's mm. cuts are usually pretty good but uh, a lot of times you know it'll be like the uncut version or whatever that comes out to dvd and it's usually stupid like the town director's cut don't ever really don't ever well they say director's cut but i highly doubt i think that's just marketing language because yeah. that was the biggest piece of crap I really think. like i it was noticeably I, different it was it was horrible because like the timing and pacing of the whole movie changed wow. and it, it was awful and i'm like i can see why this isn't what was released because it's terrible um but ridley scott like kingdom of heaven that director's cut is awesome is it and and it's way better than the movie that was released so i'm yeah. thinking like the Prometheus Blu-ray has uh special features on it on like on the cut scenes right. and i haven't watched them yet uh, and I'm thinking that that will add to it a yeah. little more. But, yeah, I mean, it's not without its faults and no, plot holes. I, and... And there were definitely flashes of greatness. I mean, that opening scene is just gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I... Oh, the, the scenery. The, yeah. I mean, the, the makeup effects on the on the engineers. Yep. Like, it was it was great. It was standout. I yeah. think it was awesome. Yep. Um, Some cool things. And I think uh, what's this? Fassbender did an amazing job. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah, he think. was great. That guy. That guy's good. That guy, he's going places. That Michael Fast. <laughs> you keep an eye on him. That's our prediction for 2013. This he's going year, to be big. The year of the fast bender. Um, no, between X Men and yeah. Inglorious Bastards and yeah. that, like that, he's been in yeah, shame. I feel like he came out of nowhere too. Like, yeah, he had a big. It's much like uh, Jess, Jessica Chastain this year and last yeah, year. You yeah. know, just kind of suddenly she's been around for a while, but suddenly just kind of exploding, explodes, yeah. and has six movies out at the same time. Right. right. Yeah, I feel like that's what happened to. Um, Oh my God! Why can't I remember his name? The guy from the town, and he's Don Draper. Why can't I remember that guy? John, John Hamm. Hamm. Yeah, because he he'd been acting for years, and then he got the part on Mad Men, right? As someone that you know, no one really knew him, and now suddenly, oh yeah, he's everywhere. He, he's everywhere. And, yeah, yeah, he's good. <laughs> Very good. Um, I'm looking at my list of other movies that I liked. Uh, 
I, Queen of Versailles, I, I really enjoyed right, it. Right, yeah. Um, I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a, actually a really good documentary. And actually, that leads into my kind of, I don't want to say diatribe, but um, my take on the top of 10 list. And a lot of people kind of rail against them. It's like, uh, you know, how do you pick 10 movies that you say the best? But I think taking the approach of it's the individual's opinion of it, um, I actually look at the top 10 list from people that I, the reviewers that I like, and grab movies. I basically look at it as a suggestions for what, right, right. what I want to see. And Queen of Versailles was on a bunch of lists that I had read, and I was so glad I checked it out because that was a phenomenal documentary. Yeah. I think they stumbled into something, but I. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Know. She didn't go in like, right. expecting. Expecting the whole stock market crash and Definitely. recession. <laughs> but I thought they, they kept going and kind of crafted a really interesting story that was really kind of summarized the whole economic collapse of 2008 really, really well. And I like that, like, because it's easy to make fun of the that family, you know, like, yeah, how, like yeah. how ridiculous, yeah, they opulent. Got. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that she did a really good job of just being sort of the fly on the wall, right? Not, not right. really, you know, not not telling you one way or another, right? It wasn't like a felt. Real Housewives kind of thing no. where you're just sitting there mocking the rich, and now oh, I'm so glad they fell on their face. I mean, you look at the, I, mean, I don't remember what her the the lead woman's name was, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, she she could have been the the harpy, the biddy, the you know, completely out of touch, and yeah. she she had really natural humanistic sides, and she came across as a good person at times. Right, she came across as out of, out of touch a lot, <laughs> but she also came across as a really good person. So yeah, yeah. you know, it did a really nice job of keeping it balanced, and like I said, it was a really kind of a nice overview of the whole stock market crash and how yeah. it, how it changed things. Definitely. Um, so that and that was our, our that was lonely reviewers Netflix pick of the week. Um, uh, two weeks ago three yeah. weeks ago yep. uh, I was surprised to see I mean I love that Netflix is giving an, a like a forum for a lot of these movies that you know most people aren't going to have a chance to see right. in theater so it's it's cool that absolutely it's a place to watch it um, and then let's see what else is because I don't want to like Django I really like but I don't I don't know I don't really want to talk about that one as much The Hobbit uh, I really enjoyed Argo obviously was, was did you see, did you see I Argo? I did not see Argo uh, it's Argo. on my list Argo was good. Argo was real good. Um, and then, uh, oh, God bless America. That's on. That's on Netflix. I think. Yeah, I think all of his movies are now. Oh, all of all of. Um, Bobcat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobcat, Bobcat Goldthwait. I love that movie. Do you? I mean, super violent and yeah. probably not the you know just with the time period we're in, what we're going through with like the news and yeah, all that stuff yeah. that's happened. It's probably not the best, <laughs> but. Um, you remove I, yourself and just look at it as exactly, a piece of, as a parody yeah. you know it's great I really like that movie I, that and um, Queen of Versailles I saw at IFF Boston this oh past cool year. Um, Beauty's Embarrassing was another documentary that I really liked haven't even heard of that one uh, that's about um, Jesus crap I'm like totally forgetting people's names now I should have written that one down <laughs> if only um, we had the internet if only I had the internet <laughs> in front of me um, this is a documentary you said it's a documentary um, about <laughs> walking about and chewing gum who I follow, oh wayne white man I, i'm so terrible with names today. um wayne white he was a production designer on peewee's playhouse oh and lately he's been doing these like crazy works of art he buys those like crappy thrift shop paintings yeah and he writes messages on them like uh sometimes motivational you know sometimes like you know swears whatever like it's yeah. just it's it's he does cool stuff with it um he's a really cool visual artist cool um and the movie's about him and i really liked it i also saw that at iff boston last year um 
21 Jump Street. Did you see that one? It's on my list too. I, I've <laughs> like, I hemmed and hawed on that. Cause I, I'm going into this Channing Tatum thing, kicking and screaming. I just, <laughs> I do not get him at all. You know, the, the appeal. I don't get it. But did you like that movie? Or I haven't you... seen it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen, seen it. it. I'm going to, though. I've, I've heard nothing but good things, and I heard it was funny, and See, I will give what, it the benefit of the doubt. What else has Channing Tatum been in? Because that, honestly, that was the first Channing Tatum movie that I saw that was... was um... Well, he's you know obviously Magic Mike was big last year. Oh, right. G.I. Right. Joe. They're revamping the, the sequel to G.I. Joe to get more Tatum in there. Because so. <laughs> he's, he's a hot... He's the, he's yeah, hot, he's, hot he's the draw. Yeah. Um, no, Twenty One Jump Street is. I just was so entertained by that movie. I never watched the show. Obviously, it was before my like. I wasn't yeah. old enough to yeah. watch that kind of stuff when that was out. But I mean, it it takes the, it doesn't take the Brady Bunch approach where it sort of lampoons it because I thought right. like those movies sort of made fun of right. the Brady Bunch. It doesn't really make fun of it. It ma- it totally makes it its own, and it's really funny. Cool. Right? Surprisingly, Because right. like, that was one of those movies where I, I actually got a free screening pass for that one, and you know. Like usually those movies aren't the best movies, yeah, especially yeah. like the ones that they're trying to get a lot of people to see. I loved it. Cool. Um, so that was that. Wreck It Ralph. Did you see that? No. No. Did you I, have any interest, or you're like, Man. I yeah, I have a vague interest in it. I think I, my hope for that is that you don't need to understand all the references because my understanding of '80s video games is <laughs> very very limited. See, I I feel like you know that's not gonna break it. Uh, if you don't know the video, on, I'm just messing with my volume a little bit because I seem a little bit lower. Testing. All right. It's freaking me out, but I think it's good. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope you can hear me, Internet oh, World. This is good. A little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm looking at my, my levels here, and it looks like I'm registering, but I, I don't know. I'm just getting, huh. I'm just getting nervous. It's getting more and more interesting for the listeners. I know. They're like, wow, I can't <laughs> believe. He's anyway. playing with knobs I can't see. <laughs> um, no, what the heck was I saying? Oh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. So, because I saw it with my girlfriend, and she really enjoyed it. And, you know, she gets some of the references, but she totally doesn't know, like, as much about video games yeah. as I do. And yeah. she loved it. Cool. Because it, it doesn't just reference video games. There's a lot of, like, candy references and other pop culture. Okay. Ref- like, because there's a whole candy theme in the movie, too. And, and just that alone. Like, because the first half of the movie is a lot of video game references. Second half of the movie is all, like you know juju fruit and cool. like right. jelly beans or whatever like it's it's ridiculous i i really liked it, it did for um video games what uh toy story did for toys cool i mean it's not as good yeah like i'm not gonna lie it's not right. as good as yeah. that movie but it's it's good it scratch the nostalgia itch yes yeah. absolutely especially like i mean you probably went to arcades when you were a kid yep. yeah and that alone will get you in this movie because it after that after the movie ended i'm like man there are no arcades anymore no, that's kind of sad it's all online all on your phone yeah because i mean really who needs them like arcades these days because you have yeah. a, i think I have, still at the movie theaters aren't they yeah like the amc yeah like yeah. duck hunter or something exactly yeah paper boy i think the fenway park has jurassic park still nice. lost world which i love that time crisis <laughs> yeah time crisis <laughs> um but so that's that's it for that alone it's it's really good cool i liked it it had a lot of heart yeah that's good. good that's good um so yeah, that's uh, so I mean, movies to check out. Uh, I'm glad we wrote this down. So. <laughs> Actually, one more I left off. Uh, Ai Weiwei, Never Sorry. Um, Ai Weiwei is a is an artist and political figure um, from China, and uh, it was an amazing documentary. Yeah. Um, that was really good too. Cool. So that's that rounds out my my list of movies to see. All right, and you'll have to throw that up on the website so other people can see it. <laughs> um, so what do you what, what do you got on the queue? What are you watching? Right. What are you watching lately? So I may have right now sitting on my shelf uh, the brothers bloom which uh, have you seen that i did all right yeah. i haven't seen that but but 
two weekends ago we watched Looper. So yeah. I, I had to just finish up watching all of his Ryan Johnson's uh, movies. Have you seen Brick? Yes. Yeah, Brick yes. is awesome. Yep. Yeah, I love I, Brick. I loved uh, his entries in uh, Breaking Bad. He did a couple of those episodes. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think he did Fly, which is one of the best episodes. I mm. think. Um, I, I need to watch that. I'm you know, haven't watched Breaking I have Bad. I've not watched Breaking Bad. Oh my god! I'm trying to get my wife to watch. She, <laughs> she's much like my Tatum, uh, Channing Tatum. She's kicking and screaming. She just doesn't think she's gonna love it. And, I, I'm, and it's on. It's on Netflix. But someone got me the first season on Blu-ray, yeah. which is better reason for me to yeah, absolutely to finally watch that it. That show is just I. It's a probably too early because we haven't seen the end of the last season yet. But I easily would rank it as probably my favorite television show ever. Whoa! So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have I have a bunch of people screaming in yeah. my ear to watch it. So yeah, I will. That's that's on my, that's <laughs> although that's not my pick of the pick of the world. No, 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 no. I've been because um, you know I'm always looking on Netflix for new stuff to watch, and I've been hearing a lot about Indie Game the movie. So that's that's is it a documentary? It's a it's a documentary that follows um, a bunch of different uh, independent game developers. Uh, one of them is this guy who made the the game Fez. That just came out uh, a couple months ago. Fez. So yeah, Fez. Huh. It's a little uh, platformer slash puzzle game. Slash, it's it's cool. Cool. Um, but I've been hearing a lot about that movie, so I that's that's on my list of stuff to see. Right. Watching I'm next. Adding it to my queue right now. <laughs> um, but no, to talk about Brothers Bloom, though, I love I'd love that. Movie. Yeah, I really like. That I, movie. I have high hopes for it. Like I said, I love Ryan Johnson. He's proven himself to be one of the kind of unique voices yeah and looper was just i mean yeah looper, ha- looper was great yeah have and, a whole time travel movie take place on a farm and have it be consistent or you know it's stuck uh, primer's good yeah primer's a good movie but i mean i'll give you 20 dollars if you can explain the time travel <laughs> all those different sequences I, there's no way you can manage i've seen the flow charts online <laughs> um no but the, what was crazy about the brothers when i'm talking about movies that were advertised poorly like that movie was like done a disservice yeah. by its advertising. It, it looked like a zany, you know, caper movie, but it's not that at all. I mean, the movie's about con artists, yeah. and the movie itself is a con. And you'll see, like it's 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 got some cool twists to it. Cool to make it a really really good right. good movie to watch. I'm excited. Any movie that opens with Ricky Jay narrating. <laughs> all right, <laughs> maybe this weekend then. Cool. So, all right, well, episode one in the can. In the can. That was that was good. Yeah, I felt all right. I mean, outside of touching knobs, I think we did pretty good. <laughs> I know we're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna stop this and decide if we have to re-record. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> oh, it was yeah. fun. Um, no, but check us out if you um, if you found this on iTunes. Um, please visit our website at www.lonelyreviewer.com and follow us on Twitter at Lonely Reviewer. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, uh, Vache A V A T. C H E A and Justin. And I think we're actually on Facebook as well. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Uh, the URL to that's a little confusing. But if you if you search lonelyreviewer.com on Facebook, you'll it's find the one. It. Yeah, it's the only one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you can follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, another underscore glass. And my bo- uh, beer blog that I mentioned before is uh, another empty, another dash empty dash glass dot blogspot.com. And then your Twitter is another underscore, underscore glass. glass. Correct. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Vache. And uh, we'll see you next time. Absolutely.